Hello and welcome to the No Longer Be Children podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Meyer, and we are in pursuit of a mature and stable Christian worldview. And I just finished a podcast on worldview, and I added a part on the end, and I thought, hmm, I'm going to back up, delete that, and record it as a separate podcast, because it, it's good to keep podcasts focused and clear and short. So the one on worldview will stay at 15 minutes and 60 seconds or whatever. And uh, let's talk about uh, one major critique of, um, or not a critique of the idea of worldview, but a critique against Christianity mounted on the ideas that I just expressed about worldview, which comes from Richard Dawkins. So let me read uh, Richard Dawkins. He says, religion cannot be true because no matter how fervently you hold your particular belief, you have to recognize how your commitment depends upon your heritage. If you were born in Saudi, you'd probably be a Muslim. If you were born in Texas, you'd likely be a Christian. If you were born in Japan, you'd be a Shinto. Now take a baby from Japan and send him to Saudi, and he will become a fervent Muslim. Therefore, because our religious commitment is based upon where we came from, religion cannot be true. So, um, in the previous podcast, we talked about worldview and the fact that when I look at a book, I'm thinking a certain thing about that book, and that's all based on my worldview. Somebody else from another part of the world might be looking at a book on the table and the thought bubble in their mind is very different from mine. And of course this happens uh, when we look at the world, when we look at, when we ask questions about God, when we uh, approach our religion. Of course, our upbringing, uh, our, where we were born in the world, um, the things that our parents told us, um, all these things uh, relate to how, to the question of God. And Dawkins is raising the question, look, um, you were you just believe in religion because you were raised as uh, in a religious home, and of course it's true that most people raised in a religious home. I don't have the statistics in front of me right now, but most people that are raised Christians, um, even though there's a lot of people that leave the faith, even though there's a lot of people that leave the church, especially for a season in their in their early twenties and often come back after they have kids, even though there's a lot of people that leave. Um, the majority of Christians today come from Christian homes, often three, sometimes four generations of Christians' homes. Uh, and the same is true for other religions in the world. Now, of course, um, a few things you can say right off the top is, doesn't this apply to atheists as well? Um, if this invalidates Christian belief, why doesn't this invalidate atheist belief? So you can kind of see um, there, there's something wrong with this proposition already. Um, but the, the issue goes a lot deeper than that, because what this is actually committing is the genetic fallacy, and this has been pointed out many times online. I'm not sure if he's backed off from this view or if he's um, found a more complex way of expressing himself. Um, that's kind of a humorous meme that goes around sometimes. Dawkins says, if you were born in, in India, you'd be a Hindu. And Ravi Zacharias is on the second part of the um, of the meme, and he says, "I beg to differ," and you can just kind of hear his his Indian accent coming through in the meme. I mean, certainly people have free choice and free will, and they make their free will decisions all over the world. People leave Christianity, people join Christianity, people become atheists, people stop being atheists. Uh, yes how you were raised is a major factor, but people do have their ability to um, to critique and question their worldview and then make their own free will decisions um, 
based on on what they um, they decide about that. But as I started to say, sorry about this digression. But what I started to say is that this is committing the genetic fallacy. Now we're going to talk about uh, logical fallacies, and we're going to talk about um, logic, how to create an argument, and what are some of the major ways that logic fails and that arguments fail. Um, when we say a logical fallacy, we mean an argument that can never be true. Uh, this is uh, there's people that study logic. There's people that study the way that people think and the way to create a good argument that makes sense. And there's certain kind of pitfalls, certain ways that people often make mistakes that they've pointed out, and they've helpfully called these logical fallacies. And we can use these to quickly identify, hey, this is this is wrong. This this doesn't make sense. This is a pitfall of logic. The genetic fallacy is a very well-known uh, logical fallacy, and this is the belief, the mistaken belief, that how somebody comes to believe something affects the rightness or wrongness of that belief. Take, for example, um, the basic truth statement that 1 plus 1 equals 2. So this basic idea, 1 plus 1 equals 2, we probably, well, I know that we all came to apprehend this at some point in our lives because all of us, uh, I'm pretty sure all of us know that 1 plus 1 equals 2. Now, how we came to apprehend that, how we came to know that, is going to be very different for each one of us. Uh, it probably came very early. Most of us don't remember when we came to believe that 1 plus 1 equals 2. Um, but it could have been something as basic as somebody... Um, on a preschool floor, getting a toy, getting another toy, thinking, now I have two toys, that's more than I had before. It could have been, you know, having a fight, having somebody take one away and saying, I used to have two, now I only have one. Um, it could have been something very boring, it could have been something really bizarre, it could have been something really significant, it could have been something that you just absolutely forget and will never remember. Um, but that's completely irrelevant to the question of whether 1 plus 1 equals 2. How you came to know that doesn't matter. What matters is, does 1 plus 1 equal 2? And when it comes to worldviews and religions, um, how you came to know that Jesus is the Son of God doesn't affect the, the truth or the falsity of whether or not Jesus is the Son of God, who is, you know, died for the sins of the world. Whether or not that's a true statement needs to be evaluated on other grounds other than um, how you came to know that. Very clearly, when it comes to worldview, when it comes to any truth statement, there's... because truth, by definition, is objective, uh, the, the sort of truth I'm talking about, truth with a capital T, if you please, uh, absolute truth, objective truth. It's true whether anybody likes it, whether anybody teaches it, whether anybody believes it or not. One plus one would equal two, whether anybody in the world believed it or knew it or not. Um, pi would be pi, whether anybody had discovered it or not. Because truth is objective like that, because it doesn't care whether you believe it or not. It's just there. That's what makes it true. There's always going to be people in the world that are privileged and people that are un underprivileged when it comes to information. Um, I am very, very privileged and, and 
very, very privileged to be living in a time and a day and a place when I have technology and I have uh, advanced physics and science at my disposal and the internet. It's, it's right at my fingertips. There's people at other times in world history that haven't had this information, that still today at certain parts of the world don't have this information. So their worldview is going to be different than mine just based on where they live and the accidents of history. So it shouldn't trouble us that the same thing is true about the God proposition, about whether or not there is a God and whether or not our God is the true God. There's people that don't know about Pi. That doesn't affect whether or not Pi is true or not. There's people that don't know about Jesus, the Son of God. That doesn't affect the truth or the falsity of um, whether Jesus is the Son of God because truth is not a popularity contest. Truth uh, relates to what is true, whether anybody likes it or not. So I hope that that clears it up a little bit about uh, the genetic fallacy and some of those nonsensical silly memes that you see bumped around the internet that are mostly a waste of time but, but can cause us to, to question and, and sometimes trouble us more than, than they should. And Lord, I just want to pray a blessing on Richard Dawkins, on his health, on his prosperity, on, his, uh, on everything in his life, his family. And I just pray that you bless him, that you would... Um, uh, that you would pour out your goodness on him and cause your face to shine on him. In Jesus' name, amen.